In this episode of the Mind's Eye Podcast, we're going to talk about Buddhism, Christian science, and the Arantia book. What do the three of them have in common? Do they have anything in common at all? And can these three paths be blended? We're going to talk about it next. Stay tuned. Greetings one and all, and welcome to the Mind's Eye Podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and today on the show we're going to be talking about Buddhism, Christian Science, and the Arantia Book. I thought this would be a, a nice conversation to have at the beginning of the week because, you know, people have asked me over the years, what exactly are my spiritual views? What is my religion? Uh, because I talk about a lot of different uh, spiritual practices and religions on the show that, you know, uh, sometimes uh, maybe I'm a little bit hard to pin down, uh, you know, for some people. And, uh, you know, that's that's fine. Um, and I also thought it would be a good conversation to have to take a little break away from everything that's happening with the pandemic and the government here in the United States and across the world. There's just so much going on, and there's an awful lot there to talk about. And, uh, you know, we will be delving into these subjects a little bit, uh, I think, this week. But uh, as I said before, I don't want this to be a podcast that talks all the time about those subjects. There's enough people in the world rehearsing all of the problems and uh, telling us how much we need to be afraid of all these problems and issues and the people being divided. You know, I think sometimes we need to just focus on the light. Focus on things that are good and uplifting. And, you know, out of that, uh, as I call it, the chaotic world of man. Because, uh, you know, unfortunately, and, and in my opinion, I think that uh, the current world that we live in, uh, man is, or mankind is focused on all of these things, whether it's money and power and greed and sex and fame, always steeped in ego and materiality. You know, and, and God seems to be either just a byword. You know, I believe in God. Well, I go to church. I'm a person of faith. Uh, but that faith doesn't seem like it is something that is active in a lot of people's uh, everyday life and decisions. And when you take God out of that uh, equation, you know, you're, you're going to build on a foundation that's very precarious. And, you know, it's going to shake. It's going to rattle. It's it's going to fall. Parts of it will collapse. If it's a house, you know, there will be walls that will fall in. It's in constant need of repair because they're not building it with the right materials or the strongest materials. And so I think it's good uh, a lot of times to take our attention away from that so we're not constantly living in that shaking, rattling, falling-in-house 
uh, mentally, spiritually, you know, participating in that all the time, because that's what creates uh, fear and stress and anxiety. And I think uh, too many of us have been living there uh, too much, you know, uh, over the last year, the last couple of years, the last four years. I mean, uh, probably um, even way beyond that, you know, the things we put faith in in this world. Um, I've never understood it. I, It's not something I would be able to do. You know, I, I have, um, uh, as some people say, that, that full reliance on God. That doesn't mean I'm perfect or a saint, but uh, I, I've always uh, trusted God or tried to trust God more than I do. Uh, the things in this world, and I think um, I think that's a healthy attitude to have because we see what happens when we don't. So, getting on with our conversation here: Buddhism, Christian Science, and the Arantia Book. I think uh, you know to to stitch all of that together uh, right from the get go here. For me, these are the three major components of what I believe my faith, my spiritual journey. I've always uh, had a respect for everyone's spiritual path. You know, there's a lot of similarities in the world religions, a lot of things that uh, are said uh, that are maybe said a little differently or worded a little differently, you know, across the board in, in many religions. And, uh, you know, I have respect for them all. They all have some very, uh, you know, wonderful ideas and um, spiritual truths. And, you know, I think religion is what we make it. I heard one person say uh, once upon a time, you know, religion is the vehicle that gets us to, you know, the presence of the divine. And for me, many of you probably know, um, if you're new to the show, I, I know that we have some uh, new listeners on the, uh, the podcast platforms. Uh, my journey, uh, I grew up uh, not so much uh, with religion. Uh, early in my life, my parents weren't necessarily uh, religious. Uh, we later on, um, my parents decided they, uh, they, they wanted religion and they joined the Methodist Church. And from there, we spiraled into uh, the more evangelical, fundamentalist, uh, televangelist-watching uh, kind of people. And, uh, and I, you know, at the time, I, there were things I enjoyed about it. It was, it was a little bit of a rough road sorting out the, the wrathful God, you know, um, kind of thing from the love of God. Um, but, you know, later in life, I realized that, you know, evangelicalism, uh, fundamentalism, it, it was really, um, I would say a little too, uh, or, you know, too judgmental for me. And I thought we spent uh, far too much time uh, concentrating on the devil, 
what the devil was doing, you know, all the evils and the darkness in the world. And um, a lot of fighting amongst Christians, you know, everybody just against everybody else. And, you know, at one point I, I just suffered like a spiritual burnout. You know, I tried to talk to people when I would go to church, you know, pastors, other people in church, friends that were, you know, in this kind of thing. And I'd say, gee, and I, I think, I think we got some things wrong, you know, and, and I've, I've used that statement before uh, on my show. And I used to tell people, I'd say, you know, I, I think there's a big difference between knowing about God and our theologies and what our denominations teach uh, and actually knowing God with the heart. And uh, I was always surprised how many people that, uh, you know, called themselves believers and even pastors and priests, you know, because um, I did a stint in the Catholic Church after that and then just kind of, you know, walked away from it all. And they, they would look at you like you had, uh, you know, two heads, like, well, what are you talking about, you know? Our, our theology, our doctrine, our tradition, you know, this is uh, everything. You know, it's like having uh, the the rules of ABC uh, to worship and follow God. So uh, eventually, I, I kind of hit a wall with all that, and I said, I, I I just I just don't feel I just don't feel like God is here, you know, at least not in the way that 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 He should be. And uh, I struck out on my own spiritual journey, and. Uh, at the time, I, I was I was really fed up with Christianity. You know, I, I still it, it was it was strange for me because I still had a love for Christ in my heart, but my mind said, "I don't know if I want anything to do with this anymore." You know, the things I've seen, the way I've seen people treat one another. Uh, it, it was just, for lack of a better word, it, it, it was very sickening, very, um, very discouraging, you know, and it was hard to separate uh, Jesus from these people, these movements, these denominations, these religions. So uh, it, it, was, it was a little bit of a... Uh, a little uh, a little bit of a struggle for me uh, for a while. But nonetheless, I, I explored a lot of other, um, you know, religions and spiritual paths. Uh, I, I looked into paganism, Wicca, Buddhism. Uh, I even, you know, read just about all of the uh, Scientology books that were out there because, you know, the thing of it was... Um, in fundamentalist Christianity, all the other religions were so misrepresented uh, about what they taught, what they were. You know, we looked at them all as being this hodgepodge of, you know, satanic doctrine that was just so incorrect. And, and that was one of the things that, you know, precipitated me leaving fundamentalism was uh, finding out, you know, the changing of the facts of history and scientific fact, misrepresenting, uh, you know, other religions. I mean, we're supposed to have the truth and we're supposed to tell the truth. So if everything we're believing is being built on lies, deceptions, uh, 
clever rearrangements of the truth, uh, of the facts, then do we really have the truth? You know, and I said in the end said no. So I, I tried a variety of different things. I, I read up on them. I walked a mile in their shoes. And um, inevitably for me, uh, along that path, uh, I discovered the uh, the Christian uh, metaphysical movements, uh, Christian science, uh, the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, Ernest Holmes, Emma Curtis Hopkins, um, Emmett Fox, you know, and a, and a host of others. And uh, th that was really uh, something that I think saved uh, saved Jesus in in my thinking, you know, in in my personal spiritual quest. Uh, another thing I walked a mile in the shoes was uh, Buddhism, you know, and I found that one. Uh, uh, that one I, uh, I I really walked more than a mile, you know, in those shoes because there was a lot of things about Buddhism that I liked and and that I still like uh, very much. Uh, but the thing that uh, you know I didn't plant my home there was was the absence of um, God, even though a Buddhist you know, was welcome to believe in God, anything they want to believe in. It's not a a um, a dictatorship of a religion, even though, again, some of us here in the West, we get a hold of these religions, we mold them into what we want them to be, and then tell everyone else around us, around, around us that, well, this is what it is, when it's kind of not, so. And uh, so then later on in life, I kind of stumbled across uh, the Arantia book, and, and many of you heard me talk about that in my show uh, before. It's a uh, pretty hefty volume that was pub published in uh, 1955, and is said to come to us from uh, celestial beings. It doesn't have uh, a human author. Uh, the human uh, participation in it was just putting the papers together, uh, maybe some slight editing, um, you know, setting up, uh, you know, the printing press to get the first, uh, you know, copies out. But other than that, it's said to have no, um, no human authorship, uh, except, you know, maybe the, uh, the table of contents. And, uh, you know, there's, there's very interesting things, uh, in that book, uh, that really, uh, resonate with me, things I've always believed, but I never heard anyone talk about in uh, in churches. So, how does all of this uh, stitch together? Because you know, when you when you go out on a quest such as this, you'll always hear people say, "Well, you can't be a pagan and a Christian at the same time." Well. You can't be a Christian and a Buddhist at the same time. Their their uh, fundamental teachings are completely different. You know, you you can't be uh, this or that. You know, at the same time. But who who has the right to say what you can and can't be? The truth is the truth, and it's available to any of us at any time, through whatever source. 
and so for me, um, Buddhism really made an impact because I I look at Buddhism like the I, I really enjoy the aspect of meditation, mindfulness. Um, again, kind of detaching from the material material world. You know, not having all these attachments and stuff and, you know, things of this world. I really learned a lot from Buddhism in the contemplation of impermanence. And that is uh, sitting back and realizing everything around us in this world is temporary, including us. You know, one day we're going to leave this world, one day we're going to die. What does that mean? You know, so contemplate impermanence. And contemplating impermanence uh, was something that really uh, gave me some different ideas uh, about the process of death and dying, uh, but also gave me a lot more, I think, courage about that process. As each day goes by, each year we get older, you know, it really taught me to live in the now, you know, be focused on the now, don't get carried away looking in the past, don't get carried away looking to the future and what I hope will happen. Of course you make plans, you know, you, uh, you live your life but you're, you're more centered in what's happening now, today, at the moment. And, uh, you know, there's a lot more uh, to Buddhism. And I, I look at Buddha as uh, kind of the ultimate uh, psychologist. Really, uh, Buddhism really helps us get our mind in order. So it's not running away with us all the time. It helps us be more present. It helps us be more joyful. It helps us be more um, patient. It helps us to be more accepting because that's one of the things in Buddhism, accept what comes. You know, there was the parable, and I probably um, have it right, but the gist of it is, you know, every day we get up, we we clean the house, uh, we milk the cows, we gather the eggs, we plow the field, you know, but then what if something uh, terrible should happen, some tragedy, or a loved one should die, or, you know, something bad should happen to us, you know, a diagnosis of, you know, uh, a terminal disease, what should we do? Well, you get up, you clean the house, you milk the cows, you plow the field, you gather the eggs from the chicken. So, you know, you just go about your life. You accept and you move forward. You stay grounded and present in the moment where you are. So it's kind of this this radical acceptance. And uh, that's another thing I, I really appreciate about Buddhism. And uh, again, it, it really is uh, a great practice, you know, when you're dealing with distractions, anxiety, depression, you know, it, it really is um, 
and many psychologists uh, say uh, the same thing. My uh, my uh, my wife's uncle uh, Stan, who I've I've done the uh, Stan Wanglin that I did the People Under the Stair show with. Uh, you know, he's worked in psychology. You know, all of his life. You know, and uh, I, I gave him a few books I thought he would like on Buddhism, and uh, and he read them, and he was like, "This stuff is, you know, spot on." You know, it, it, this goes like hand in hand with, you know, uh, you know, psychology and teaching people to deal with their problems and, uh, you know, find find more happiness and you know all of this kind of thing. So Buddha is kind of like the ultimate psychologist, really helps us get the mind in order. And then we graduate over into Christian science. You know, I, I really do uh, enjoy Christian science, and I enjoy the, the Christian metaphysical movement. And, uh, and I know that there are a lot of people that say, oh, those people don't believe in doctors. They let their, you know, they let their kids die if they get sick. And uh, any any sane or uh, grounded metaphysician or Christian science will tell you that that's just not true. There's a a time and a place for medical intervention, and uh, basically, it's um, you know the people that go a little too far. You know, they get a little too fanatical uh, about their religion and they make these uh, very bad calls to, uh, you know, let their uh, let their children or let themselves, you know, get so sick that they end up dying. You know, I, I read a story in one Christian science uh, book that talked about people, you know, uh, that would drive uh, very fast down the highway without wearing a seatbelt and... Uh, you know, have all these near misses on the highway, weaving in and out of traffic, all the while saying, you know, in God, in divine mind, there there is no there is no accidents, and I can't be hurt. And uh, they say this this is just absolute foolishness. You know, who who does this? This is not an example of Christian science that you know anyone should be following. Um, I read another uh, story in Christian science where. Uh, a gentleman injured his his foot, and he had uh, gangrene in his toes. And he kept refusing to go to the doctor. Nope, I'm, I can heal it through my mental practice, my mental work, my prayers. And it got worse and worse and worse. And, you know, the infection spread throughout his body. The man was in agony. He wouldn't go to a doctor, and he ended up passing away. And... Uh, Christian scientists say this was very foolish. He wasn't he <clears throat> he wasn't getting the results through prayer. Uh, as this thing was getting worse, he should have sought medical attention. You know, and he would be alive today. So that that whole uh, idea of you know uh, Christian scientists and and people of the the Christian metaphysical movements letting three kids die, they're uh, pretty much the uh the fanatics and um there there's really no place for that in uh you know uh, those those particular uh metaphysical religions but now uh christian science i i really enjoy uh for me the three 
uh, greatest metaphysicians was Mary Baker Eddy, Emma Curtis Hopkins, and Ernest Holmes. I really enjoy their writings. Just some real uh, phenomenal stuff. And for me, it's Buddhism calms and helps us get hold of our mental faculties, our mind. And stilling the mind, meditating, being present, now graduates into Christian science that helps us to open that mind to the thoughts of God. Because metaphysics is all about the mind. It's all about our thinking. Uh, people in metaphysics practice uh, meditation as well. Meditating on the presence of God around them or in them. Or just sitting in the silence. You know, listening for the voice of God, however it moves, whatever, whatever it inspires in those moments. So it goes hand in hand. Buddhism helping us to deal with that natural carnal mind, you know, as uh, Christian science calls it, the mortal mind of men uh, that focuses too much on the material uh, world around us. Uh, Buddhism helps us to get a hold of those thoughts and then graduates, for me, into Christian metaphysics where we open our thoughts more to the truth of God, the presence of God, the truth of Christ, the peace of God, the healing of God, the joy of God. You know, now in Buddhism that we've... Uh, reined in our attachments to the things of this world, now in Christian metaphysics, uh, we take that, put that attention and that devotion on God. Because Christian science also tells us to, you know, as, as all the, the, the great religions do, and, and, and Christ himself, you know, not to be all caught up in the things of this world, focused on the things of uh, the Spirit, focused on the things of God, which are eternal. What is the scripture that says, um, uh, focus not of, on the things of this world, which are uh, temporary and subject to change, but rather to think on the things of God, which are you know eternal and endure forever? Well, that's, that's certainly the... Um, the mindset and the practice of, of Christian science, you know, putting the mind on God, putting the mind on that greater reality. Uh, you know, some Christians would call it heaven. Uh, Buddhists would call it nirvana, you know, that, that place of peace, that place of uh, paradise and bliss. And just like Buddhism, which says nirvana can be around us right now, you know, by changing our perspective, living the religious life. So Christian science says by turning our attention and our thoughts toward God, who is the ultimate reality, the ultimate truth, uh, trumps everything in this world. You know, um, there's nothing in this world or in matter that is greater than God. 
So turning our attention toward God is the ultimate reality, the ultimate truth, the only power, you know, pure love and joy, all these wonderful things. We can begin to walk in the kingdom of heaven now. It's within us and in our midst. Just like the Buddhist believes that nirvana is within us, in our midst, it can be here now. So for me, the, the two go hand in hand. One leads to the other. Christian scientists also read the Bible and they contemplate the uh, spiritual interpretation as well as the literal, literal interpretation of uh, the verses of the scriptures. And uh, this, uh, again, for me, leads into the Arantia book, you know, which is, I, I think, is a, a wonderful book that fills in a lot of gaps. You know, the Arantia book talks about the history of our planet, the history of mankind, you know, how the planet formed the early peoples, Adam and Eve, the evolution of mankind and society and industry. It talks about the fatherhood of God. You know, God loves us all. We have uh, in the Arantia book the, uh, the life and teachings of Jesus. And there are a lot of stories there that fill in gaps uh, of things that, that were written in the Bible. You know, the Arantia book talks about, you know, what is mind? What is energy? You know, and there's actually a, a part in the, in the Arantia book that I want to uh, maybe do a, uh, a complete show on uh, that talks about spiritual healing and how like in Christian science or metaphysics, that healing is a mental process in that it, it lets go of the material notions of this world and really connects with spiritual thought, experiencing the presence of God and letting the presence of God in us, that indwelling spirit that the Arantia book calls the thought adjuster, you know, uh, flood our consciousness and our being with um, cosmic energy from on high. And so this is how, you know, healing can take place. And, you know, I'm probably not doing, uh, doing it justice explaining it. Uh, I will read the article on the, I believe it's the Arantia Foundation uh, when I do the show. But uh, again, it all goes hand in hand. The, uh, the Arantia book, you know, talks about the importance of, you know, the uh, evolution of mankind and, you know, our societies and, you know, how we live our lives. But uh, the most important thing in the Arantia book is our relationship with God, experiencing God in our lives, connecting with that presence of God, pursuing God, loving God. Because when we do that, when we turn our attention toward God, Seeking God and to be in his presence. As the Arantia book calls it, you know, uh, uh, survival. After physical death, 
you know, this changes who we are. It changes how we act. It will change how we act as a society toward one another. The Urantia book talks about the brotherhood of man. And that by really spiritualizing our thoughts, you know, this uh, could literally change our world for the better. So that's uh, really is, it's a bit different, but yet in concert with uh, the idea in Christian metaphysics. Raising your consciousness, thinking of God and his truth, experiencing the presence of God, focusing on the ultimate reality and power of God. And it can change circumstances, change situations, heal the body, heal the world. So these are uh, the three main things that uh, over time and the years um, have really spoken to me. And it, it's not so much that I stumbled upon these things and said, oh yeah, that's the truth, you know, I'm going to accept that as the truth. There are things from all three of these spiritual practices, Buddhism, Metaphysical Christianity, the Arantia book, that were thoughts in my mind long before I knew anything about them. When I was in second grade, my brother, no, I was in the third grade. My brother was in the fifth grade. He was uh, three grades ahead of me. And uh, one of his teachers one day taught him meditation. They did a meditation in the, the class. I don't know for what reason. But he came home and said, oh, we've done something really cool in school today, you know, meditation. And he, and he showed me how to do it. And I was hooked. I've, I've literally been meditating uh, in one form or another since I was in the third grade. I'd always believed um, before even my family got religion that there was a greater force in the universe this loving presence around me that would always take care of me. I always believed that uh, I remember riding in the car, and again, I must have been in second, third grade, fourth grade, riding in the car, going to, my gro to the grocery store with my parents on a Friday night, looking out of the window, watching the, you know, the countryside, you know, go by as we drove, and thinking to myself so many times on those Friday night trips, listening to the radio in the car, sitting there in the back seat thinking to myself, if we could just think bigger like God thinks, it could fix anything. I remember being a little kid, if I didn't feel well or if something was bothering me, I would find a, a little corner in the house, you know, that, that seemed cozy and peaceful to me. I remember a lot of times at Chris, Christmas time, I'd go out in the living room or for my grandmother's house. I'd go in her, her living room and just sit by the Christmas tree or lay down on the floor with my head under the Christmas tree looking up at the lights. And I would say to myself, oh, if I just you know sit here or lay here uh, by the tree and think about God for a while and how good he is, um, you know, uh, this situation, you know, he'll fix it for me. And he always did. My little problems were uh, were always taken care of. I had a notion when I was in my uh, 20s 
you know, early 30s. Many things that are in the Arantia book, like the Spirit of God being part of our consciousness, and that as we live our lives rightly and make decisions based on love of God, that we fuse with that part of God in our consciousness and it becomes our soul. And that maybe there isn't actually a burning hell, that, this, that, that you know, death is actually, if you make the right decisions and start fusing with that spark of God in your consciousness, it will go to what we call heaven when we die. If we reject the Spirit of God in our lives, when we die, we're just dead. That spark of divinity, that spark of God, that indwelling Spirit of God will return to the Father and we will just cease to be. And there's many other little things in the Arantia book that, like I said, I've, I've thought about all these things years before I even knew anything about Buddhism, metaphysics, Urantia. So for me, the, these were these were three distinct uh, paths or um, teachings that resonated with what I already believed inside of myself, but nobody ever really talked about it. They were too busy saying our way is the right way. You can't blend this and this. You can't blend this philosophy or this path with this one and this one. And to me, over time, that just becomes another way of saying you can't have any kind of thoughts or relationship with God outside of what we tell you it is. And I think that's absolutely incorrect. So it wasn't necessarily somebody telling me what the truth was. It was finding things that resonated with what I knew the truth already was bringing me back to myself. After all the religious indoctrination that, that I had over the years, you know, these things brought me back to myself and who I always was. And that's why, for me, Buddhism, Christian science, and the Arantia book. One gives way to the other, which opens the door to the next. And to me, it all blends harmoniously. And it's all about God, love, spirit, getting the mind straight so it's not running away with us all the time with the things of this world. And um, those are the things that bring a lot of peace in my life. You know, to me, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Buddha was uh, the great, uh, the greatest psychologist <laughs> that ever lived on the face of the earth uh, with uh, a spiritual tint to his teachings. And the Arantia book kind of brings a lot of it together and uh, fills in gaps in a logical way. And um, as I said, these things bring a lot of peace in to my life. And that's pretty much uh, who I am 
what I believe, although I do respect uh, all religious paths. I've, I've talked about in my show in the past uh, Sufism, the, uh, the mystic branch of Islam. And uh, I, I have a great, a great love uh, for the Sufis as well. I've always said Sufism is a lot like Buddhism, uh, but with a lot more God, you know. <laughs> and uh, uh, they are, you know, mysticism, you know. Uh, all of these practices, you know, have uh, their underlying, uh, you know, uh, mysticism. You know, because all the mysticism is, as much as mainstream religion poo-poos it and says it's no good and of the devil and, you know, mystics are being deceived. Uh, I don't even think they understand what mysticism is. Uh, it is merely focusing and concentrating and seeking the presence of God in your life. And uh, that's what all these things uh, are about for me. And uh, we're going to talk about mysticism uh, also on one of the shows because I think it's very misunderstood uh, what it is uh, and the way people use the term mystic uh, mysticism in, the, in this day and age. Uh, I, I think we've lost uh, the first and true definition of mysticism. So that's something I want to talk about as well. Because I do, I also consider myself through all all this, you know, um, a mystic. I'm someone who seeks that that deeper connection and presence of God and of Christ in my life. So, anyhow, I hope you got something out of this. I hope you enjoyed my uh, my banter uh, about uh, what I believe and. Uh, what really stands out is uh, truth for me. I appreciate everyone listening. Until next time, stay safe, stay well, seek the presence of God in your life, and I'll see you next time here on the Mind's Eye Podcast.